It's the Tiltcast, episode 438. He's a Delph. And this week, guys, we talk Wimbound, Remnant from the Ashes, just Dungeon of the Endless, Chunky. and the Outer Worlds. Stay tuned. Like Ta- an elf. Toss me. But not an elf. Uh, oh, holy uh, shit, that was juicy. Juicy. Oh, champagne without alcohol tastes like ass. It does. Why why would you why would why would you why would you hey, ever It's the tilt cast and just getting it out of the way, this is an M-rated show, but furthermore, I gave Jason <laughs> So my company gave me these champagne flavored gummy things. Rose champagne. And oh, I said, Jason, eat these. <laughs> and he's over there just like you know, like when you give a dog well, it's kind of like when you give a dog peanut butter. It's what he looks like. He's like licking his lips, but he's got a, like a, a sour face. It's kind of like he shoved like six warheads on his in his mouth. God, that tastes like ass. Absolute fucking ass. They're in here. Yeah. Are you going to try one? Why not for science? For science. All right, Rusty. Uh, let's let's go ahead and try one. This, You're this. right. They're not. They're not gummy anymore. They're. They're very. Um, they're coated. They're hard. <laughs> oh, you were still sealed till a minute ago. Yeah. So Jason popped two. Are you not no, going for I'm two? I'm going for two. Mm. Oh. Oh. Oh God no. Oh God. <laughs> There's not a liner in there. You oh, can't spit it out unless oh. you're going to clean the trash can yourself. You got to swallow it. Yep, just like you know, hard Just swallow it. Just swallow it. Swallow. <laughs> am I right? Or am I right? Don't gag. I just threw up in my mouth. That's what she said. I at least didn't do that. Oh, hey. oh it's terrible, dude. Getting this show started, I'm Nas. I'm Jason. <laughs> I'm Rusty, <laughs> and it is nine twenty-two p.m. on October tenth, and you're gonna get about thirty minutes of bullshit. Some, bullshit. Some games, some news. Oh. Um, yeah, What's the... we haven't all been in the same room for quite a while. Oh God, I feel like I'm it's regretting gonna... it at the moment. <laughs> a couple <of> weeks. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you're oh, and that's worse with that. <laughs> This made everything awful. It really has. My coke tastes like ass. Mm. That's hilarious. Mm. I'm glad we could share this experience. Can't really share the flavor via via your ear holes. No, but it's okay. Never, never again. I mean, never again, sir. I guess those are trash. Imagine the. the worst tasting dry wine or champagne you've ever had. It's I'm coated coated in sugar, without any of the fun and no alcohol. No, well, obviously. Well, they came from gummy bears. They came from a company that's famous for zombies, so maybe they're zombie bits. I'm, I'm gonna if I into turn into a, a zombie, zombie, I'm biting you first. <laughs> I will drive over here during the change, and I will bite your ass first. It's time. <laughs> it is time. You will be patient, too. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, I'm patient one. Now that I just, <laughs> yeah. Oh. I thought you meant yeah. that I was going to wait. I'm zero. You're one. <gasps> He's two. Oh, who am I going to bite? Yeah, I thought I, I thought you were just going to make me wait. I, I I don't know, man. I mean, I could. <laughs> you're patient. I could bite him. I am and patient. You could just finish him off. Oh, thanks. Let's, the innuendo here is. Mm. Hey, it's a, it's an October themed podcast. Brains. Speaking of which, Brains. I forgot I own mm. warm bodies. Oh, and I'm I sorry. Watched, and I watched that again this week. I'm sorry. I've never seen it. It it it's it's a it's a zombie <laughs> romance flick. <laughs> oh, have you ever seen Fido? Yes. Uh, well, that's a that's a yeah, zombie comedy flick. Yes. Yeah. This, <laughs> this one's a little bit different. So basically, I really like Fido. Basically, uh, the it's about a single zombie who remembers mm. what life was like. Before he was a zombie. Zombie rom-com. And somehow still has dreams. Because that's a thing. And then he meets this hot little blonde and... And his, his love starts... His love for her starts turning him back into a human. His heart starts again. It's... Uh, it, it beats I think, once. I think me and Jessa started to watch that and decided not to. Oh... Yeah, wonderful. I uh, I avoided it like yeah. the plague because, um, well, it's zombies. Crystal loves it. I realized why I don't really. Crystal would love it because she loves fucking anything zombie. Honestly, she well, pretty much anything zombie. Yeah, it's it's the one thing that she and I just we yeah. didn't we didn't connect on it's the like you could thing, watch fucking all the zombie movies you want the only movies. thing uh zombie she never really liked was brad pitt's horrible movie well well i wouldn't know it because i don't watch zombie movies oh you didn't watch world war z no i didn't actually i did not watch world war z because i was well into my no zombie shit it's like seriously this i, I will say it one more fucking time for those who have not heard Zombies are way overdone. Way overdone. Uh, yeah, but I've liked them since before they're cool. And I know that's a hipster thing oh to say. Oh, fucking God. You, it's amazing what just happened to your shirt. It went fucking plaid immediately. Yeah. You, <laughs> I don't think that's the new... I don't think that that's old hipster. Oh, no, no. Yeah, you went fucking, like, plaid. You have a fucking messenger bag now. You you are wearing a messenger bag next, right actually, now. Actually, Trent has a messenger bag. Oh, next he's thing been a hipster he'll be, for a while. Next thing, he'll be growing <laughs> his beard long enough that he can wrap some of it up on the top of his head oh, to yeah. tie into a man bun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that mental picture, though. Wow. That was crazy. No, honestly, like me and Trent bonded over our our Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> over our love of zombies like back over in the late nineties. Love of something. Uh no, that I don't like a lot of I don't like a lot of horror. That's the only horror stuff that I actually generally like. And I don't I think it's the post apocalypse thing. Like I like Mad Max a lot, right? Yeah, but that's a different kind of thing though. I but mean it's it's just kind of the same thing. Like it doesn't have to have zombies if it's a post apocalypse kind of thing. I generally genuinely like get into it. So like not even that 
this happens on and off. I go through waves of YouTube stuff of looking at ways to sustain off the grid for no apparent reason. Yeah, not but, like a fucking closet prepper or anything. You've probably got fucking like emergency, you know, emergency no, rations. But I have looked at making a bunker in my garage. So, yeah, okay. it started off as a tornado shelter. Uh huh. And then I found out they create a shelter. They've got a place in Texas that makes like bomb shelter stuff. So like you could go underneath, like down the stairs under my garage. Uh huh. And that could be a like a chamber. Yeah. Right, and they could go back like four chambers, and it could be like another house, and I could live in there. When you start looking up what kind of mineral rights you have on your land, there's a there's a thing. You, but I, on, how far down can I dig? Really, the loophole. <laughs> well, I have looked at the the honest to god truth is like looking at solar and stuff like that. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of where some of that starts, but a lot of it also has to do with. I don't know, like if we had a massive outage or something like that, or, you know, the times right now, the times are nigh for chaos. Let's just say that, right? You don't have to be, you, you can be as apolitical as I am and see that there's chaos going on Yeah. in this world, in the U.S. Yeah. And being able to sustain oneself without having to, like, be completely dependent on the grid would be kind of nice. I was, I don't know, I... I must have been picking up some fump, uh, some fucking weird wavelength from you as I was driving here because I was thinking of all the different ways that you can make red beans and rice, which, if you combine the two, is a complete protein. You can live on that. Red beans and rice? Yes. About beans, rice, yeah. Yeah, red beans and rice. Just, like, all the different ways that you could prepare it. And that was where my mind was wandering as I was driving. Like, okay. Red beans and rice, you can fucking store that shit forever. You know? You get that yep. shit dried, you can store that shit pretty much forever. So you could stockpile red beans and rice and live off of it forever if you wanted to. If you had to. And yeah. You would probably get really sick of it after about a week. I like some good red beans and rice, though. Not the packaged shit, but like if you can get like some spicy red beans and rice, that's some good shit. And I was thinking about that. I was like, so how, how would you, you know... If you were in a uh, in a bunker situation, how would you prepare it so that you wouldn't get completely burnt out off of just the bland red beans and rice with no flavoring? How would you like work it out so that you could like ration out some kind of flavor in there? And and and, and then it came to me as like fucking bullion cubes. Like you could you could like, chicken or beef. You just fucking <laughs> get bullion cubes. And fucking like stockpile that, and there, there you go. You've got your fucking salt content for you as well. That's true, though. I actually like bullion cubes quite a bit. Uh, when I bowl, when I don't when I can't find broth, it, if you're not moisture tight, though, bullion yeah, cubes can. That's that's where the vacuum sealer comes in. And if you're in a situation where total chaos reigns and there is no power. That's where solar comes in. Look, I have a little vacuum sealer that you can fucking charge off of a fucking cell phone. Well, uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> like this, a fucking no. That said, I'm not, I'm not dismissing you at all. In fact, I've even looked at like, well, okay, if I get stuck without power and my solar panels don't work, because Crystal and I've been looking at solar for years just for the 
that just for the simple me. fact of reducing our yearly energy bill. Yeah, I mean, um, you can look at it, your carbon footprint, your energy bill, whatever, but... Uh, zombies. Zombies, whatever. yeah. Especially with all the different uh, gov- tax credits and whatnot that come with that. Anyway. Yeah, I watched um, a whole video on how it pays itself back very quickly. Right. So, like, so for for us, I was even looking at what happens if that fails. What if the sun fails? If the sun fails, we die. If your solar panel fails. (laughs) There's actually a device. uh, I forget what it's called. I'll look it up here in a second. There is actually a device out there that's basically a uh, little wood-burning canister. Uh Oh, yeah, that powers. That that generates power from fire. That thing's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. I mean, in a pinch, that will that will do. But oh, yeah, it's, it's called the BioLite. That's what it is. Mm. Yeah, but you can use it like it's more for camping and stuff like that to charge your phone or whatever, right? Right. right. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. For two hundred and fifty dollars, they have a fire pit sized one. That. How does it? Oh, it's. I don't want to get into the boring details, but essentially it works off fire. Right. And it, it, it kind of looks, it, it almost looks like a smoker. It, it can just, get, it can provide you as little as five hours of power, full 120 volt power, or 24 hours, depending on how hot you're burning. But can you grill your neighbor on it? <laughs> well, I mean, will it cook a womp rat? <laughs> will it cook it, a womp rat? It it's it's only two feet by one foot. So, oh, that's pretty small. So not a like, lot of it, your neighbor. <laughs> it, it's the size of a small grill. You must ration your neighbor. <laughs> it's gonna be good for a and couple people, though. <laughs> here on the survival cast, I will. Right. I'm gonna spin. Here's how I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pivot into a game and then pivot right back into this. Do it. So um, you could sur- use one of these in seven days today. Just saying. Nice. Well, I was going to say in they the, need to add this mechanic. Of course, I played a game called The Survivalist, wanting to like it, and uh, refunded it in forty minutes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, it, so it's uh, that one's the one that's uh, done by the same guys from The Escapists, right? The- yeah. I really wanted to like it, but in thirty-nine minutes, I had unlocked seventy-five percent of the recipes and didn't have a good idea of what was going to be next. Mm. Oh, so and it was was super, super fucking grindy and didn't really have much of a point. So So, essentially, it's a top down survival game akin to something like Don't Starve. Right. Um, But. Way dumber. Um, And that's way dumber. (laughs) Yeah. Don't Starve is the guys at Clay made Don't Starve. They also made um, what's that a fucking game I've been playing forever. Oxygen not included. Oh, yeah. Oxygen yeah. not included, yeah. And those guys have some really... There goes Jason just breaking shit. Um, <laughs> it was just my e-cig. We let you fine. back into the fucking studio. Like, this is what you do? Like an elephant no, in a I'm China trying shop. to get on the other side of this damn doorknob I keep hitting. Oh, and the small of his back. Mm, that sucks. But for you, essentially, like, Don't Starve has a lot of mechanics. So, like, you've got the boss fighting mechanic. You've got the progression mechanic. You've got the seasons mechanic, right? You've got different biomes. You've got 
a host of weird and interesting creatures, right? You've got a whole bunch of different ways to survive. Right. And a whole bunch of different systems that you can kind of cobble together. And it's smart enough and it was made well enough that you can, no matter where you're at, you're going to have a way to survive until you up your technology. And if you understand that your technology is increased essentially by gold, then you can you can start to figure out, no matter where you're at, how to survive in that biome one of several different ways. Because they, they've thought of a lot of different ways to do it. Right. This doesn't have that. It doesn't. It's not smartly made in the same way. There wasn't near as much thought. And it was $24. And so... Wow. I just... After unlocking so many recipes and then finding out that they wanted your you to train monkeys to do the grind, and I figured that out pretty quick, um, you have to kind of select them every single time and then do the monkey see, monkey do thing, and then imprint on them to do this thing, and then they go bananas and tell you, um, no, they, until, until you tell them to stop. You just... you, Yeah, I did. I used that. Well, why did... Uh, it hurts my brain. <laughs> Yeah, the monkeys go bananas. Go figure. Um, yeah, no, so it just, not the mama. No, oh wow! What did you threaten? <laughs> I don't feel so. Good. <laughs> so, essentially, I couldn't get into it. Play the demo. The demo is exact. I thought there'd be more than what was in the demo. You can play the demo longer than you can play the Steam full price. I mean, you, before you get what you what you're gonna get. So if I didn't like it. I play a lot of survival games and have been looking for another good one. Didn't like it. No. Refunded it and then had nothing else to play. Bummer. Yeah, no, I I saw it and I I didn't like the uh I didn't like the escapist actually. So I I said, "You know what? This probably isn't going to be for me just based on that." Um not a big deal, not a big fan of the the uh you know, the escapist I never, games. I never played any of them. Oh, I don't I don't know why it didn't feel right. There was something about it that wasn't quite right for me and it just didn't click. So, I mean, it's they're probably good games. I just I I can't say that they are because I bounced hard off of them. So, so what's everybody been up to? Um surviving. Yeah. Red beans and rice. Um the uh you know, just looking forward to a week off. You had yours. I'm going to have mine here soon. Um, but now nah, I've been, uh, I've been fucking working, playing games and, you know, dreaming of a, a plague free world. Um, but nothing overly super special. We'll get into all the fun that I had with me you know, in the game section. Okay. Jason, did you do anything interesting last week? So not anything, uh, uh, super funny or anything, but my a Intex portable blow up hot tub came into my wife's store last what? week. What yeah. you have to add the word hot tub because portable hot blow tub. up, yeah, portable blow up. What, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it was a hot tub, all right. It's yeah, it's just a fucking little, code words, you know, like six foot by. By two and a half foot. It's not about the size. <laughs> um, just a little, little hot tub. So, like, I spent Tuesday night doing that, setting that up. Has a couple orifices. Yeah. Real realizing, I, <laughs> realizing I have to now level off another 
portion of the yard. Oh, nice. You know, because nothing in my yard's even at all. No, no, it's not. It just angles back towards your neighbors, which makes, uh, you know... Water runoff great. Yeah. You know, when you empty out said, you know, hot tub... <laughs> It, all your juices it, it'll it'll all flow to your neighbor all my juices yep right into your neighbor's backyard mm. based in there are some carrots and some onions mm. so i gotta say make to a be man honest, stew <laughs> with as uh with as bad as my uh tastes like bull sack <laughs> bull sack and with, carrots <laughs> with as bad as my left shoulder's been the last few months uh and I'm horrible about trying to keep like a heating pad on it or anything like that because it just genuinely yeah. makes me overheated. Uh huh. Um, That's kind of what a heating pad does. Yeah. But yeah. When you start getting dizzy and ready to pass out just from a heating pad, it's not cool. So use some icy hot, balance that shit out. <laughs> I can't stand the smell of icy hot. Just anyway, eat ice cream while you do it. Just eat ice cream. I can't stand the smell of fucking um, Tiger Balm. <laughs> I what do you put Tiger Balm on? Oh, Tiger Balm's fine. Tiger Balm is like the smelliest fucking like. I could you call it a lotion? Is it a lotion? I don't know what the fuck it's it is. It's a bomb. It's a okay. It's a it's right in the fucking name, isn't it? Great? Tiger Balm. It's. It smells like fucking cinnamon ass. It's just bad. It's weird. I don't know what. No. Um, but also, <laughs> you can't it really smells like a strip club. It, it kind of does. It, oh, it's weird. I mean, like a fucking probably a lot of tiger bomb. Like sweaty, sweaty club. cinnamon is what it smells like. I don't. Oh, sweaty cinnamon. Sweaty cinnamon. Yeah. Well. Um. So. Uh, <laughs> Icing my shoulder is not a problem. Like, I ice my shoulder every night, whatever, but I suck at remembering to put heat on it. So, uh. You were getting to your hot tub. So, yes. that, I've literally been in that every night since. The hot and tub my is soaking. Yeah, and my shoulder is the best it's been in months. Nice. Are you just so tall that you can't get submerged in a tub? Yeah, no, I can't fit in my bathtub, period. I can't. I mean, you even, can lay on your back like a crab. I can't even fit. <laughs> arms up. <laughs> well, your, your knees, no, you just let, pull your knees up, me, and then you roll back. Let and me then you take, put your, your, your feet, your hands. you got to be a contortionist to do it. When you're tall, that's how you got to get in the tub. Okay, your, your standard-sized bathtub, even laying down in that, I'm too broad for it. I end up. You're like too this. broad for it. Fuck. You know what? I learned about water displacement. <laughs> it okay. only takes like okay. an inch of water yeah. in the tub for me to displace it all. <laughs> but, <laughs> you just get in and it's just like, it's like a bomb went off in the tub and it just splashes all out. And your neighbors like, are complaining about drippy, <laughs> drippy ceilings. You, you say that. this, you yeah. say this, but our shoulders are are just about as wide. The only difference is that I have I, I hate to be mean, but you got much bigger than I have. Oh, you're that's the nicest way of saying that you're fat that you've said to me lately. 
and you're like three inches shorter. But, but it, but fucking. So if we're in Lord sucks. of the, if we're in Lord of the Rings, Though Jason only, would be the chunky elf. I would be. The, Rusty would just be the dwarf, and I would I'm, be the Hobbit. I am not. You a are dwarf. the Hobbit. I'm. You know. I'm kind of. I'm broad-shouldered for a Hobbit. I'm just. I don't. I don't have anything to say. <laughs> just say my little self is great, Natab. <laughs> you're. You're toss me. <laughs> toss me. You're you're toss the, me. You're you're the baby that the male elf and the female dwarf had. Wow. That's, I didn't even think that that was a thing. That's the only way you got so tall. <laughs> He's a delf. He's a delf. <laughs> That's the only way you explain the height. Oh fuck me. <laughs> It's either that or Nurukaya the dwarf. Pick one. Go with the delf. I'm going to go with the delf. <laughs> so, so episode images to, are going to be really creative to, this week. So back to, uh, yeah, there's no way I fit in my tub. It, in order for me to actually submerge my shoulder in my tub... I have to put, <laughs> this sounds horrible, mm -hmm. but my, my heels will be resting halfway up my shower wall. Same Z's For me to. It's like he's given birth. It's it pretty much. <laughs> that's the way it looks like. That is the scene. My, um, my toes are cold. <laughs> my just... dick will be cold. What are you talking about? Let's just have We're to coil gonna... that shit up anyway, so. Um, just pretend you're like, you remember like, cause we all grew up in the eighties, Jason less so than me and Rusty, but you used to do bomb drills because you know, the communists. Oh yeah. And yeah. you had to like curl up in a ball into your desk. Like that was going to protect you yes. from a fucking A bomb. Yep. You just pretend you're in that same situation. You're just, instead of being at a desk, get a snorkel and then just curl so up they're... face forward into the water. And then that way you can get your toes, <laughs> your hands and your dick in there. Sister ass is going to be in the air. <laughs> In the tub. Be able to breathe. So Get yourself a snorkel. There, there was one time, one time I got desperate enough <clears> to, <throat> to get the tub? Uh, fill the tub, put Epsom salts in it, and I actually tried to curl on my side into the tub. Last time I did that, I had to be extracted. <laughs> <laughs> and uh... <laughs> who extracted you? <laughs> Long story. <laughs> so, but uh, the problem is our. Our tub, Crystal was fortunate enough when I did the bathroom remodel, she hunted and she hunted and she was fortunate enough to find an actual cast iron tub. Yeah. You yeah. know, that is to modern dimension. So, I mean, it looks just like a fiberglass tub, but it's cast iron. I don't know. Mine's pretty tall for a tub. I'm, me and Jessa routinely you're, almost die getting out of it because it's more than knee height. Yours is tall, but it's... It's the width. Even curling up my leg, or it's the length. Even on my hobbit ass, it goes up to my mid thigh. Yeah. yeah. So on a normal person, for, it's about your knees. I would. Yeah. Would be able to do it for. Uh, uh, for it is a little to, bit narrow, though. For me to sit in it, still, it's. I'm either curled up in the fetal position, basically, with my knees almost in my chest, because it's just not long enough. 
having a have a hot tub that's six feet long. Yeah. Hey. You can stretch out. I can I can actually like submerge myself. So and you and the way. wife here in your, your bath clothes out in the backyard routinely now? You don't have a fence, do you? No, he does. No. Oh, you have a fence now? No, you have you have the back. It's not well, like is it privacy? I mean, there's it's chain link. Privacy right? on one side. There's chain link all the way on the other. Well, that's just they just get yeah. a show. I mean, whatever. So, you put the hot tub cover over on that side. Oh uh, yeah, that way. There you go. Yeah, yeah. But what? you still have kids. Yeah, yeah. And they still have a bedtime. It yeah. I want you just. Make, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be a gentleman sure here, and I'm not gonna insinuate anything else. You, you but I'm never getting sure in your fucking asleep. hot tub. <laughs> never getting in your fucking hot tub. No, that shit's yours. Hey, that's you what can chlorine, keep your blow up doll. That's I mean, what, that's what chlorine and shock is for. I don't fucking care. I don't think so. No, that there, has it. That there has isn't it. enough fire to make that shit clean. That has not <laughs> I mean, you happened take, in the hot tub. <laughs> you wouldn't take a condom. And then just put it in a chlorine bath and say, do you want to try it on now? I no. got a spare. <laughs> Why is it unrolled? Don't ask. <laughs> no, that that has not happened in the Why is tub. it? It's already stretched out. No. <laughs> Gently used. Yeah. Right. They just look like dick sucks and you're done. <laughs> yeah, no, that hasn't happened Stop. in the hot tub. But Stop. <laughs> spending... Uh, spending a, uh, a a good hour, hour and a half in it after the kids go to sleep has happened. I just realized that cock um, and sock you can't use. You can't make a portmanteau out of that. No, no, no. But they rhyme. Sock and cock. Okay. I mean, there's <laughs> there's a reason you use one on the door handle. Um. I'm- Unless you live alone. And then you're paranoid about whether or not you've locked the door. No, you have pets and you got to make sure they're outside or facing different ways. Uh, like, if Zoe's in the chair, you turn the chair around. Like well, you, put, get... you pull the covers over Lola's eyes and you wait till they're fast asleep. <laughs> and then you sneak off to the bathroom because you still don't want the dogs to see a jerk off. <laughs> You don't want to destroy their innocence. <laughs> they licked themselves, so... They don't need to see a dick. They're both girls. <laughs> Gotta protect them. Wow. <laughs> that went sideways real fast. Wow. Oh, God. All right, so you like so, your hot tub. anyway... Yeah. I, it's best my shoulder has felt in a long time. So much so that... I made the horrible, de- the best horrible decision ever, because um, we're actually recording on Saturday because my wife's mother made the impromptu decision to take the kids to her house yesterday. I mean, um, so we had we had a free night, which meant I also had a morning free of children. So I dropped Crystal off at work and went to Lowe's and bought. Nearly 700 pounds of sand. Yeah. So that you could go fuck around in backyard. So I could go level the hot tub. Yeah. Which, of course, isn't done yet. But after uh, pushing 700 pounds worth of 
nearly 700 pounds worth of sand you wanted through to get- Lowe's. Yeah. Then out to the fucking parking lot with, you know, the car like half the distance of the store away. Of course. <laughs> from where I exited. I mean, it wouldn't be close. Um, no, not at all. I should have just done the smart thing and pushed it down to you lumber just... and picked it up there. Um, Make the Lowe's people fucking load it into your car. <laughs> Curbside uh, pickup, it's a thing now. And then moving all that to the backyard. Yeah, they wouldn't. Both shoulders are killing me. I can't hardly turn my head. Yeah. So, you know, even though I probably won't leave here till after midnight, I'll probably still go sit in the fucker for like half an hour so I can sleep. Man. (laughs) Um, But these tubs are interesting because they don't have actual jets on them because they're inflatable. Inflatable, right? right. Um, Instead, what it does is it has a ring around the bottom. And the pump actually has an air compressor on it. So it's pushing compressed air through a bladder and that ring channel. So it just makes bubbles. So it just makes bubbles. But if you are, uh, if you're not sitting on the tub wall, the bubbles feel just just about like the jets only about half as strong he's trying to like justify only about half as strong but you still get some of the same effect you just have to sit there longer okay dude i'll take your word for it because i'm never getting right exactly i mean but they're also like less than half the cost of a regular hot tub like it's I, this thing's six hundred dollars normally. Really? I'm, for a fucking blow up fucking what? I I'm paying a hundred and fifty. Six hundred dollars for that? Yeah, trust me, hot tubs get pretty pricey. I've been looking into mm-hmm. for a little while. Um, a standard four person hot tub, like but square. You mean like a one person for me? Okay, like Continue. two grand. <laughs> yeah, they're two to three grand. It would be totally fucking worth it for me. And that's before the install. Oh, well, I mean, I'm just going to do, like, fucking get a fabulous jank, fucking, you know, throw it in the backyard, whatever. Uh, no, I've been looking at fucking getting the house, right? You know, that that's one of the things that, you know, that I wanted to do this year, but fucking COVID, right? Um, uh, the so Dark Souls of this year's episodes. It really has been. Um the uh one of the things that i was looking for in a house was a spot to be able to put a like if it's not indoors like in a fucking like you know in a like having like a big jacuzzi tub right, or whatever just have a j- jacuzzi i don't really like the idea of the outdoor you know you know hot tub because a um uh, why uh and b if you can have it in the house why wouldn't you um I've been well, thinking about extending the slab out and then covering the back of this house. Like, if I decide I want to live here a little bit longer, mm-hmm. right? just extend the slab, I'll paint, I'll stain it, right? Right. So that it's like wood, but it'll be a lot easier and last longer to have a slab. And then do the, not a pergola, but like just do a, uh, an awning for the porch. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I can hang some lights out there. And then, you know, when I do these summer things, right, like... I got sturdy ground to sit on. I could put a hot tub out there on the edge or something, you know? Right. 
and then have plenty of room to grill and smoke and whatever. I don't yep. necessarily want to have an in-ground hot tub, but Long. It, it would be... That means that's my next project before it starts getting too cold. Just pouring uh, concrete? No. We'll be building a uh, uh, building a structure around it, because, I mean, I'm not going to take it down. What? The fucking blow up? Yeah. I mean, you should. In the wintertime, you should. Definitely should. Oh, once it once it starts getting uh uh once we start hitting sub zero temperatures i'll have to look at that face um or i mean below freezing temperatures excuse um, me while i love the dog yeah i saw her face because that's become a ritual um come on up but just yeah. basic structure three walls roof just to protect it from the elements when it is up just um, like low chunks in your face. She, she just like sighed directly into my face. So that'll be my next project. But I'm thinking about just doing like simple frame and throwing skin on it. I've been doing minor house things. I've been off for a week and this is my first day back to work, which took for fucking ever because I had a shitload to catch up on. But boring shit aside, like, I mean, I got, um, I replaced three windows. Um, I replaced a fucking toilet. I organized my garage. I put shelves in my garage. I cut some brush in the backyard. My fucking replaced outlets. Rusty, you pet that dog any softer, you'll be making love to it. I love this dog. Just, and she well, loves she lives, me. She does love you. She needs to see Uncle Rusty once a week. Yes. Did she go off to do something? She, yeah, I think she's off to do something. Dastardly. Uh, <laughs> she's probably got poop. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. So you're so, gonna. I mean, that's been nice. Um, and it's just been. It was one of those weird, oddly, extremely stressful weeks at work. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I really didn't do much video gaming because I either had a project I had to work on when I got home. Right. Uh, or I was just way too stressed out to do anything more than sit in front of the TV. So, uh, I started watching Deep Space Nine again. <sighs> my, my least favorite Star Trek. Uh, it was not my favorite either. But, but maybe not so much anymore. We've grown up since then. I think that's I, what, what it I is. Have, it was... I have a new appreciation. And as I'm rewatching that, with the knowledge that I rewatched Babylon 5 a couple years ago. Uh-huh. I don't think I actually got through Babylon 5. I actually huh. think... I don't remember. <laughs> I actually think that... Uh, Around the, bless you. <laughs> around the uh, somewhere while the third season of Deep Space Nine was happening, mm -hmm. it actually makes transition to a much better show. I told you, and Babylon Five around season four, season five, because it started before DS Nine. Uh -huh. Babylon Five around season four, season five started really kind of dying yeah. off. 
and becoming less and less a good show. So, you know, Babylon 5 and Star Trek Universe, uh, I've lear learned that I have a uh, different appreciation for that in, as I've gotten older. Yeah, well, Deep Space Nine actually didn't, you know, it didn't start off very strong, but it got better as it went on. Well, yeah, because so. they introduced the Dominion and you had a whole war looming. And right. Then uh, they added Worf and... And and that I, made the show immediately better. Say say anything for for Michael Duncan, who played Worf. It was Michael Dorn or Dorn. Yeah. Sorry. There's, um, there's a very there's a very, very big difference. few names yeah. that I know, and that one's one of them. But say <laughs> say something for that uh, that actor playing that character, and of course the. Uh, the guy who played Data, those two became so synonymous with Star Trek and actually are two of the reasons why Next Generation lasted as long as they did. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, Patrick Stewart was also fairly strong. Pretty, pretty big part of that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but if you just had Patrick Stewart, would Next Generation have lasted as long? Uh, the, no. So it was, I mean, it was... War Worf's and Data's characters were pretty instrumental in keeping I, that I, going. I think they like there's a core group, like mean the mainly the um like the officer group was very strong with you know with that mm -hmm. one. Go figure. Um <clears throat> but yeah. <clears throat> Apologize about that. Brief interruption. My dog's on an antipsychotic to help with separation anxiety. And and uh not sure if she knows what she's doing. Usually, she tells me before she has to go poop. So, so she had to go. She had to go. She had to go. <laughs> she just walked out of the room. That was her cue. <laughs> yeah, usually it's uh, she tells me right. But um, all the boring shit aside, I've been off for a week, and I've gotten to play some games. I I did work myself pretty hard. Like replacing the windows is not easy work. Um, ripping the frames out of the and replacing that with dad. Yeah. Replacing a toilet's not, I mean, it's not hard. It's just awkward. And doing that by yourself is kind of awkward. Yeah. Installing a shitter is not not, 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 not an easy task. No. Um, cleaning out the garage is not an easy task. So, like, I've been doing this stuff, and it's been, like, half days of work and half days of gaming. And I was playing No Man's Sky, yeah. but I, it's not that I'm bored. I just, I wanted to have something different to talk about this week. Yeah. And which is why I, I kind of switched, kind of switched a little around a little bit, and I got on Game Pass. I got Paralon Gorgon from for uh, No Man or No Man's Sky, um, Outer Worlds, right? And, and started playing that, but I'm not anywhere close to that yet. I've got about 15 hours in that so far. Um, still like it quite a bit, uh, but if you've got Game Pass, you literally just have to pay for the DLC. You don't have to pay for the base game. So I was just like, fuck it, sure, I'll pay 13 bucks. And then I was trying to figure out what else I wanted to do. And actually, the longest single sessions of gaming I've had have been with Rusty. Um, yeah, go figure. We, we we actually played multiplayer, a, a game. We beat a game in multiplayer. We <clears throat> Now, we didn't get into the DLC. I actually had thought about getting into the DLC, well, which was, we still can. I was kind of waiting to see when you would be available for that kind of thing. Of course, like next week... I'm off the entire week next week, so we could definitely do 
more uh, uh more of this but we were talking about uh remnant remnant from the ashes yeah so we're uh he, he had never actually beaten it uh he no i got past i got frustrated on the first boss the first world boss and stopped well you were fighting the ent which we had as a boss and uh yeah it's way easier with two people <laughs> everything in this game's way easier with two people yeah it uh and i don't think the bosses are tuned for two player if you want my honest opinion it really isn't it's really it's a difficult experience playing you know solo uh and we were able to go through and beat the entirety of the you know of the first run basically all the story missions uh in about 12 hours it's 11 hours 11 and a half hours is what it you know came out to be i think yeah we started we had some long sessions. Yeah. We uh, started about 9 o'clock one night and then worked our way through. Until about 1, 1.30-ish? No, I went to bed at 2.45 that night. Okay. Well, whatever. It was basically the beginning of my day. So, And then I woke up at 8.30, ate breakfast, and took a shower, and then jumped on it like 9 a.m., and Rusty was still up. Yeah. And then we played till like 3 in the afternoon. Well, I went to bed at about 4.30 that day. So, <laughs> so you woke up at like two or three a.m. the next day? Uh, no, I actually woke up at about ten thirty. So, you know, so you did completely throw your schedule out of whack. No, I was I was anticipating not waking up until two, but uh, I woke up at about ten thirty, and I was like, okay, that's enough rest for me, and you know, just went on with my day. Yeah, it was a pretty short sleep for me. Uh, I've been getting a little bit more sleep lately. That's the but, hard part. I mean, you know, multiplaying with me is really difficult because of my hours. Uh, so I either have to keep somebody up way later than they normally would be, or I'd have to stay up way later than I normally stay up. Or we could just play 9 to midnight a few nights. Yeah, I, I tend not to play three-hour play sessions. Weird, weird shit happens with me. I If I look at the clock and I say... I've got three hours to game. The normal, my normal thought process is that's plenty of time. I can get a, you know, I can get a decent amount of progress done in, you know, in three hours. I can have my enjoyment and be fine with it. But there was this, the younger version of me is like, but three hours is basically no time at all. You want to spend eight hours in a game session minimum. (laughs) I never have I never have had a straight eight hours anymore. Since owning a house, there's so many little things to do. Right. I never get the chance. So it might be mowing the lawn. It might be doing some kind of chore that I can't do after work. You know? I just feel disappointed if I get you know if I start a game, especially a multiplayer game that's that continues like Remnant does, uh, and then have to stop at three hours. You know, it's like like when yeah. you went to bed, I was. I, I knew you weren't going to be able to stay up any later because, you know, I know when Justin's limit is had. Well, it's two hours past my bedtime. Well, I know your limit based on the frequency of your yawns. If you get to about two yawns a minute, you're you're not going to last for more than 15 more minutes. Um, <laughs> but we did, we beat the shit out of it. We only had a couple that required multiple play or multiple attempts on the bosses. Yeah, and, and it was actually just one event really that really kicked their asses uh uh it was the it's the one you uh, got to destroy the the reanimator one 
Yeah, the reanimator's a bitch. I can't even imagine doing that solo. I I ended up doing it solo on my first playthrough. I can tell you there's a lot less enemies solo, though, because I played it again, loaded it up, and I actually got to the first mini-boss before I had to put it down. Uh-huh. Um, with, uh, I was trying the scrapper essentially going a more melee build, mm-hmm. um, which I kind of got back into my souls-like meleeness, and I think I've just, there's a couple of mechanics that I fucked up initially, which was not paying attention to what level I was versus the world, and it upscaling too much based on my gear level. Yeah. I was grinding out way too much before attempting the bosses. And that was actually fucking me over. Yeah, and we were actually undergeared in a lot of the situations, and that made it uh, I think it made it a little bit easier. I mean, outside of the fact that the enemies had two targets to focus on or more compared... You know, because, yeah, because we went summon-tastic. Right. Um, we had fucking... The dog and the two skulls. Right. The good, uh, the good boy dog summon is actually fairly new. I never had that on any of my characters. Uh, we got the beam rifle too. The beam rifle was uh, a a really good pickup on the first run. Uh, it's it basically makes the last boss super easy. Uh, yeah, because it's just constant fire. Yeah, and the damage bonus that you get from you know from doing the mechanic at the end of the game. I won't spoil it, even if. But you it know. gives you like a hundred times banned damage bonus, basically. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty insane. I was doing like well over a hundred k damage per tick on you know on those, uh, but I had, you know, I have my characters are always we, built for weak spot damage because and we did. I can do that. The way that we built it out is I went ex cultist with heals, and I always kept heals on my bar, um, which helped out a lot. Actually, we were barely using the dragon stones and then i found the ambulant lets you basically heal everybody in the party by using a dragon stone yeah that was pretty good so basically could heal rusty no matter what was going on um and i played pure i didn't play pure support i played caster slash support essentially you were playing a cleric yeah well it's playing more like a shadow priest okay if you want to go well terms but it had like baby heals plus you know the ability to do decent damage it's not baby heals that coming up like there was well, there was the, points of time, of time where you just dropped the fucking, you know, heel on the ground and just sat there and face-tanked mechanics because you could. Yeah, I bumped the heels up on my character so hard that, like, we were doing boss encounters. We'd just stand there and get hit while I continued to return fire because I was just standing in my heel circle. Yeah. My heel circle was healing, like, a ridiculous amount. Right. You know, it's... It, it was a, I had, uh, and it's that, a pretty good... And that cultist set gives you... 100% bonus to duration. So, like, the skulls, instead of being 60 seconds, were 120 seconds, which is why I could continually summon them. And then I had my spirit up really high, as well as the regen up really high, so I could basically cast all fucking day. And then we ended up getting a ring that allowed you to do even longer. Uh, there was another 100% duration on, on the ring. Yeah, so... so yeah, it was I, pretty crazy. It was, a, it was a good run. I mean, we got through... We didn't get through any of the DLC content, which I still have that we can jump into before we complete that run. Yeah, well, it, the way that Remnant actually plays is, I mean, what we saw was probably, I want to say, about an eighth of what is available. Yeah, it, 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 that's kind of the neat thing about it is it's built for multiple runs. And I like now, when we first played it, there wasn't an adventure mode, but you can basically reworld the world right? Um, if you want. 
Like, say you run into the world boss, and you're like, oh, I don't want to do the end again. You're just like, all right, well, fuck it. Let's just go back to the stone, reroll the world, we'll go back through it and see what we get this time, and get new items. Yeah, like, the there's uh, specific dungeons that you can get on, you know, each one of the worlds, like those little side dungeons that's not part of the story content. Uh, and each one of those, completing those will actually give you different weapons or different uh, weapon mods or, you know, things of that nature. Uh, so, um, you know, replaying it over again, I ended up, you know, doing like maybe four uh, four or so re-rolls and then two full playthroughs uh, to be able to get what I have on, you know, on my higher end character. Uh, but this was the first time I'd actually played as a, uh, uh, as a hunter. Uh, I rolled a hunter, which was basically range damage. That's what it focuses on. Well, so, just going through the world again, I've only gotten to the first mini boss and then I had to do other things. But, um, with the scrapper's bonuses on his armor, with having the 15% damage reduction and 15% melee damage increase, essentially, or whatever that is. Mm-hmm means that you one-shot most of the enemies with a weak swing on the first world with melee. So literally just roll, like, do the dodge roll forward Mm -hmm. and swing. Dodge roll back, dodge, you know, just jump in and out. Like, I'm not using that much ammo, and I'm usually using a shotgun on bigger enemies. Yeah. But, like, so, you know, the big guy that has the sword at the beginning? Yeah. um, That was two hits and then a full bout of shotgun blasts to the face. In between dodging, like, one swing, essentially. Right. Just dropped him. Oh, wow. It drops so fast. Uh, you got to be up close to, so, like, shotguns are his friend. Right. That would be an interesting... You know, I'd never actually played the... You know, but he, has, he starts he... off with zero s- spirit for his overall... Yeah, but you don't need it. No, not for that. But if I want to use any powers whatsoever. Yeah. Well, I didn't have spirit on my character, and it, and it, was, it was working just fine. It was just... That's just duration. I mean, honestly, that I'd played the Ex-Cultist before, and it's good for that kind of thing. But I, I tend to actually do more, uh, more of the ranged attacks anyway. I, I like the gunplay in that game. Uh, overall, that's a pretty fucking solid game. Yeah. I would really regret the fact that I didn't get back into it. Yeah, and I'm glad that I picked it back up. Uh, this year, because of releases, is going to be the year of replays yeah and that's just that's what you can have to do yep. i actually started replaying another game um dungeon of the endless because i mean i've got it so many different ways from sunday i bought it originally on steam epic gave it out for free once so i've got it on epic and then it's on game pass so now i have it on game pass as well uh, for pc and for xbox and i was like i'm just gonna play something with a controller um i played it with a controller i've got it on ipad too i love that game right it's like, I'm just going to start getting achievements. So I've already completed three playthroughs so far. Um, I've all got one failed playthrough, and I've got two perfect playthroughs. I already unlocked half the characters, unlocking all the pods. Have you ever played it? Yeah, I've played it. I just... It, I tried it, tried playing it again, and it, it plays differently than I remember. I don't know why, uh, but... It's, it's a eh. roguelike strategy... Real-time tower defense game. Yeah. With, there's, yeah. I ended up getting bad RNG almost every fucking time I played it. So I ended up having 
really shit runs, and I wasn't able to complete one. I'll give some basic tips, because I've beat this game. I've got gotten to floor 58 with the Endless game. That's as far as I've gotten. Uh, yeah. It usually has 20 floors. Yeah. Uh, so I have, I've literally unlocked every single thing there is to unlock on the base game on Steam, including all the DLC stuff and everything else that got added in. But um, the way to play that game, like quick tips, right, on your basic run, play it on too easy because it's got too easy and easy of the modes. Um, and then what you want to do is you want to, essentially, you got to get, you got to be able to, like, have a surplus of resources after every run. And you start off with those three resources, industry, science, and food. Food is what you use to level up and heal. Um, science is what you use to research and sometimes buy things with. And then industry is what you use to build stuff. So you start off with an industry node. And then if you get the RNG on research to research better nodes, that's what you research. If your guys get the opportunity to operate, you set operate means you get bonus per turn for stuff. Right. You put those guys on those nodes in strategic locations where they can defend and make extra money or resources on the nodes. And what you do is you kind of spread, you go out. So you'll start off in a room, right? And it's got multiple directions. And what you do is you open each one of the doors. So let's say there's three doors you can go in. You open one door, drop an industry node, drop on another door, drop a food node. I always drop food first because I want to level up my guys even before I research. Then drop science. And then based on your deficit, you if you start seeing science nodes early, then you drop more science nodes. If you don't, you got to pick between leveling up or your industry. If you've got the higher level industry nodes, you can drop one and that'll suffice for most of that run or that level. Um, but I usually put extra food nodes up so that I can level up my characters faster. Um, but anyways, long story short, like enemies always spawn in the dark. And every time you get into a room, you get dust, which is the resource for your lighting your rooms. And that dust um, comes from killing enemies, essentially. And there's different ways to produce additional dust, etc. Basically, you get yourself set up in a pattern where you're, the ones that you're lighting up are the ones that you have pods on if you can manage it, and in the path that you're going. And so you continually branch out in one area, lighting that up. And when you're done with that area and you want to explore the rest, you back off some of the light and then leave it at a node where you've got somebody that can defend really well. And then you use the other parts you'd like, the other half of your party, to explore the rest of the dungeon um, and lighting as you go. And then know that you monsters can't spawn in rooms that people are already in. So you can put somebody who's in the dark in one of those rooms and they'll keep monsters from spawning in there. So you can kind of use that to your benefit. When you're ready to leave, you spread out people in the last the last three people in dark rooms surrounding the escape point. So that gives you three extra bonuses to your light, and then you run that one guy all the way back through all of those lit rooms up to that point, and then you grab everybody together and then exit real quick, because they won't die um, unless you're just, like, fucking swamped. But even on the... I beat the last run on lunch today. That I was doing with uh, which pod was it? I think it was science pod. Anyways, um, when I was beating it, I only had two characters left because I got overwhelmed and the area was like fifty six rooms. So like I just continued to get overwhelmed. But it was the last one. I was like, I can finish this. So I was like, I'm either gonna die or I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna get it done. Ten minutes later, beat the game again. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Nah, I can't. Uh, Dungeon it... the Endless is on Game Pass. It's free on Epic Store if you did pick it up then. 
Um, takes a second to get into. I really like that game. It's probably top 10 games of all time. One, I wish there was a strategy game like it. In fact, I was playing Darkest Dungeon. I was trying to figure out what else I wanted to play. And I'm hung up on three games right now. Remnant, Dungeon of the Endless, and Outer Worlds. And I just can't find something else. I've played a little bit of Don't Starve to compare it with uh, that other game, with Survivalist. Right. It's like, well, this is really good, but it's going to take me really long. So I don't know if I'm going to play that this weekend or not, but that's where I'm at. Well, I uh, I have been also struggling to find games to... Uh... To, to fill the time the uh the just find something you want to replay that's what i've decided on that and, and that's pretty much what i've done of course i'm still playing uh no man's sky but uh i've decided to uh to build something fairly fucking massive in uh, no man's sky so that i can generate about a billion units a day that's the goal. I am I'm naming it uh Ingen Tower. Uh and it is going to be a a uh extractor tower that goes as far as up uh far up as I can build it with enough resource storage to uh to allow for twenty four hours worth of resource generation and the resource um, amount that I'd be getting out of this massive fucking factory is going to be about a billion, uh, billion units a day. And in the supply of in a jaw. Pretty much. <laughs> have you been, Jason, have you been playing anything interesting lately? No. Uh, my week was just... Hot tub week? Well, hot tub week, but mostly, aside from the show shoulder and the fact that you know the hot tubs knew and it was actually working uh to help the uh my week was just weirdly extremely stressful as telling rusty earlier yeah um so you know every night when i got home it was either i'm making dinner and vegging out until the kids go to bed and then i'm getting in the hot tub because we're trying to keep them out because the two little ones all they do is you know, they'll get in it, they'll splash half the shit out, and I don't have the the extension cord and the power adapter protected from getting wet yet. Yeah. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, So, you know, once I went to bed, getting in that, and then going to bed right after, because, you know, by then I'm relaxed, and it's 10 or 10.30 at night, and past my bedtime so right so he's useless anyway uh, yeah <laughs> so nah and i'm not gonna like take my switch out there in the hot tub or something like that to play a game or... but it's mobile <laughs> yeah i've been but not waterproof right. i've keep playing with the idea about picking up Baldur's gate but then i'm like I keep reading the thing that says it's going to take a year to come out. Yeah. I, and I don't yeah. want to get into what happened to me with Wasteland 2 where I burned myself out before it released. Right. And so just like, what the fuck do I play? I'm going to give it some time uh, for Baldur's Gate. Um, I have seen some pretty good things about Baldur's Gate. Uh, and I'll kind of, you know, non-spoiler watch some of the stuff. But... Uh, it's looking pretty strong, but 
of course, Larian Studios will actually do uh, a lot more with it. And they did say it's going to take most likely about a year for the rest of the content to come through. I think it's got oh, like... It, they say a year, maybe more, which means like this time next year, bare minimum. Right. So they're looking, you know, you're looking at about what, 20 hours or so worth of gameplay right now. Uh, right. And I don't want to loop and just get, I don't want to. You can loop. I don't, I fall off. So when. I won't want to play it again for a long time. Right. So what will end up happening with me is I'll get through the 20 hours and then all of a sudden, you know, even if they decide to add more content later on, I won't be able to pick it up like I was before. So to me, it kind of feels episodic, which it's not, that's not how they're, that's not how they've named it, but that's what it kind of feels like to me is that it, you know, is coming out in episodes. And I've always said, if it's an episodic game, I'm just going to wait until everything's ready. Uh, you know, Very so much. that I can play it through. And if I do end up getting it, and I'm I'm going to want to play it through all the way till the you know end credits. So that's probably going to be a next year game for me. Uh, you know, as it looks right now, even though they've done some pretty fantastic things with it, from what I've seen. Yeah, I think this weekend I'm going to try to I'm going to try to get through a little bit. It's not that it's I'm just not in the mood for RPG. I like listening to things. Yeah. Right. So playing Remnant, right? You don't even have to listen to anything that's going on. Well, you, you except for get, the music cues. You can get the you know the audio cues, and, and you can literally listen to shit the entire time you're doing it. Right. You can. Uh, that's why I play No Man's Sky. I've got the music turned off in No Man's Sky, and I I play you know podcast or I'll play a fucking you know you know, music stream in the background and that that's, you know, fills the air for me. Yeah. Um, I've been, that's kind of the game mood I'm in. That's why I like something like a dark, darkest dungeon is actually kind of hard to play without sound. Cause I like the announcer so much. Um, but remnant co-op, right. I'll play that anytime you want to play it that we can coordinate. Um, but then I just, the only thing with Outer Worlds is I like I like the dialogue and I want to pay attention to it, but I've got to be in a mood where I want to not have podcasts going on, and I've got a lot of I've got a really heavy rotation going on. I'm realizing it's really hard for me to work and listen to podcasts because I tend to get focused on the podcast and not what I'm doing. I can listen to music just fine and work. I can't listen to podcasts for some reason. Yeah, I'm I'm more of a, a music person. When I sit down and do uh, podcasts, it's generally when i'm working but i don't work the same way you do so yeah i've got too much to pay attention to which music right especially stuff i've heard before like you could just let it go right but yeah so like i just i keep looking at other side was another game that i was looking at that was uh the kind of strategy x commie game yeah i've got a friend of mine that's playing that that says good things about it but it seems like it might be too samey for me so that's why i keep kind of cresting over that and then i was going to get Baldur's gate i got a few friends playing that and it's like no i'm gonna do that same thing that happened with divinity where i had to like push through that first level that was really long because that's how they did act one you could play act one yeah and then it was done and you're like well, i don't want to replay what i just finished right it's, i don't you know and I mechanics still are strong but yeah I but i still can't get into that that's the thing that 
that is where uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 actually fell off for me. I have done the first island so many times that by the time I get past that and, you know, and, you know, actually progress with the story, I have fatigue from the whole fucking experience from it. So I only get me, I only inch those, you know, that game a little further each time I play it. But every time I play it, I get more and more pissed off that I play the, the beginning of that fucking story again. And dropping into an RPG like that, you don't know where you were going with the builds and whatnot. That's like I so, played the first Pillars of Eternity pretty thoroughly, like three playthroughs, right? Right, and that's a hundred hour game. Yeah, um, Pillars of Eternity two. For some reason, the pacing's weird, and I think it has to do with the all the short, super small encounters you run into. You run into an island for like two encounters that are really quick. And then you've got to go wade through a shitload of dialogue every time you go to an area. And the dialogue's really well written and the character interactions are really good, but there's not enough encounter for me. And I, the, just the sense of progression on Deadfire was different than what I wanted it to be. And for some reason, it just never hit me. Like, I'm, I'm looking back on it now and I, I don't think I'm ever going to pick it back up. And I've always gotten three quarters of the way through the game and never finished. Yeah. And I just... It sucks because it had a lot of potential to me. Well, it's reviewed fairly well, right? Like, I just... Not being able to get all the characters on your team, no matter what, because that was the way the game was intended, for some reason drives me nuts. I'm not going to play a 100-hour game multiple playthroughs. Yeah. That's, that's just the part that bugs me about that. And I love a lot of what they did. But to me, out of all their games, that's actually the weakest one they've put out in years. And that's weird for me the best looking one of the top downs right i'm playing outer worlds which to me is a compact enough experience that you can get through it really quickly but it has a, a different problem the, the problem i have with outer worlds is that the quote-unquote open world is you can run end to end from each one of those levels in like five minutes tops like they're actually fairly compact i don't i have not actually gotten into the mood for uh for that game I have it, and I've I'm tried it. I'm playing it on hard right now and enjoying it, but it's just getting through dialogue right now that sold me back. I, I don't know what it is, but it just doesn't, it doesn't click for me. And and I I don't know. Uh, maybe I, my flavor of game has changed, uh, which I mean is very possible. I go through you know I go through phases of different types of games, right? Uh, and maybe it's, this is just not the game, you know, the game for me this year, but when it comes down to games with a lot of, uh, like, uh, granular choice to character builds, I get overcomplicated with things. Like I want to min max so hard that it, you know, that I min max myself right into fucking turning the game off. Yeah. Um, and that's my problem with wasteland three. Because I have played the first maybe two hours of Wasteland 3 about four times. Uh, and Jason, you still have Game Pass, right? Yeah. So Doom Eternal's on there right now? Can't really play that in front of kids, I'll tell you that much. No, but I do have it downloaded. I just, yeah. like I said, this week was just a weird Wasteland week. 3's on it right now. Yeah. No Man's Sky's on it right now. You've got plenty of game there, dude. Yeah, there's... and. 
two of those are new. You've got Gears Tactics is actually releasing on console. Um, I think it's already out. Um, if you were in a XCOMI mood, that might be something else I could play and finish. Um, that reminds me. See, I'm just I'm I have a hard time thinking about what I want to jump back into, and I've got a few things I need to finish this year. I need to finish Gears Tactics, and then I need to finish Phoenix Point. Yeah, and I'd like have to decide if I'm into that much tactics. I'm just you know I. For me, right now, it's uh, I've been in a looter shooter flavor for a while, uh, and I'm, yeah, I had a blast playing Remnant. The yeah, other day. and that was and, and that kind of scratches that itch. But it was like I want Borderlands Three without the Borderlands flavor. Um, I I I want Division Two, but not have to worry, uh, not have to rely on fucking group mechanics. Uh, the idea of going back to Destiny. So has always, kind of been rattling around in my head since the whole, you know, they're doing the whole like new, you know. So what's in the Sluter Enterprise right now? What what do we what do we got for that game? Because I could play another Sluter, um, shooter looter. Pretty much that, you know. You've got games. Remnant's either... the best one out of all of those. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, it's, it's got a short enough. You feel like you completed something without a shitload of runs. It 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 feels the reward. Great. Yeah, happens it, it does actually quickly. feel great. Like you can get a good amount of progress in a short period of time, uh, and uh, replaying that didn't hurt me very you know very much. Like you know going through and putting like fifty hours worth of replays into that game, and then coming back to it and playing it again. I remembered certain things, but there was still some things that I had never actually seen before. Like even in this latest playthrough, I was like, "Oh, this is new." Yeah, there was that weird skeleton boss I ran into that we fucking iced. Yeah, fast. Yeah, there was. I mean, I had never gotten the uh, uh, the power core for the optional boss, the the robot boss right there in the uh, in the second world, right there next to the shop. I had never gotten that before. Um, so that was that was a new uh that was a new thing that I had never seen before. Uh there was a couple bosses in there that I hadn't actually seen before or I didn't remember. Uh it's a good sign. It it felt good and felt fun to actually play through it again. Um but I mean I have I've branched out trying to figure out what other games I could play because there is actually a fairly small looter the looter shooter games like the recent looter shooter games are, uh, that's a, actually a fairly small genre. There's not a whole lot of games there. Like Division Two, you know, all the Borderlands, um, you know, things that are either like randomly generated loot or you you pick up loot as you go, like Destiny or things like that. Those are those are few and far between there's some really big games in there but i played them all already you know so i i want another one and i mean anthem was supposed to be that but i mean fell on its face we're still waiting for that to actually become a a thing if you're looking for something a little bit more souls like you could always give search to a try well the thing is is you know the souls games if I've bounced off of Souls before because, I mean, there is, there's an acceptable level of fuck you that I'll, I'll accept in a game, but I will not get to the controller breaker level. 
and all the Souls games and some of, and and the Surge games. I've only played like Surge one, the first level, like first area. Just remnants, not that much different. Okay, so I might be able to play Surge, but I don't know. I, don't I actually know. found now not co op, but single player. I found Remnant harder than Surge or Dark Souls. The only thing, the only reason why I like Remnant more than those is that it gives me gun. the options to gun. You know, to use a gun. Right. You know, I that gives me the ability to kind of com- combine two genres that I, you know, a, a genre that I'm I'm fairly decent at a shooter. And a genre that, you know, that I'm kind of stepping my toes into, like the Souls-like games. And the combination of the two kind of eases my way in. And Remnant was kind of like the gateway into playing Salt and Sanctuary and some of the other fucking games that, you know, that were, you know, really fun for me last year. But, you know, of course, that's not the only, th- you know, only games that I played. You know, there's there's a couple of games that I've uh, picked up either on uh, Epic Game Store for free like a long time ago, or uh, I had picked up another one uh, on Steam. So I'll show these two uh, these two games off. One of these is a little indie title that should make sense when I describe what the gameplay is. The game is called Wilmot's warehouse yeah i had i got that on the epic store and that's an ocds fuck game right so that game is very simple it's your like your character you is a, shapes in a warehouse right yeah your character is a uh is a block basically and you have to fulfill orders by you know dragging certain products to a uh you know to a delivery desk mm-hmm. uh but the gameplay loop isn't really that the gameplay loop is the you know the warehouse can have up to 200 different products shapes and these products are you know the same size cube as your character is but they are all different colors and have different symbols on them but none of them are named so some of them will have like a crescent moon uh, like a white background with a, a red crescent moon on it. And then there's a couple of them like that looks like a security camera. And there's one that has like a, a mountain. And there's like 200 of these things, right? And you have to figure out how you're going to organize your warehouse so that you can put all of these items into a spot and then be able to recall where those things are to fill orders like you do really the, good with memory style games though. One of those yeah, so this was I started playing it and then I and then I said, Oh my god. This is this is like the the first playthrough of Seven Days to Die. Like this was me trying to figure out which box had the paper in it. You know? <laughs> this this just like itched a scratch, right? You know, that was like in the back of my mind, this is the this is the game. This be, this game was built for me, um, because it is an organization game, and it sounds incredibly boring, based off of what I've described. You right. are trying to figure out how to do you know how to organize a warehouse, but for me, 
I lost hours into that game. <laughs> I was like, oh, very simple game. Doesn't have very much to go on, but it just gets harder and harder as it goes because you start off with like 15 products. And then it'll add four more products every level. And then every time a delivery comes in, it's all randomized. Like all the fucking products are random. Hmm. So you have to go to the, you know, to the delivery dock and then sort out all the stuff. And then you have to drag all the, you know, the products to that spot in the warehouse. You have like three minutes to do this every delivery. So you get everything as sorted out as you possibly can, but invariably like the, you have too many different products to drop things off in three minutes. So you end up with like an overstock pile. And then you go through about four different, you know, order phases and four different deliveries. And then it'll give you like the weekend to go through and like an unlimited amount of time to actually sort out your, uh, you know, out of all of the different spots. So you can go in and set things in clusters for yourself then, right? Right. So you can actually get things sorted out. You know, you can kind of organize the madness after, you know, the the quote unquote work week is done in the, you know, in the game. And then you can reorganize things and buy upgrades and stuff like that based off of how, how well you do your orders or how fast you can do your orders. So it's, it gets incredibly complicated once you get up to about 150 products and it gets even crazier as you start running out of space. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, once you get that many products, you uh, at the end of the week, you'll get what's what I call the bulk order, which is maybe two or three different products. But there's like 20 of those product. And if you don't have the space set aside to be able to, you know, have that many products and be able right. to have a space to actually drag your uh, drag the products through. It gets kind of crazy because then you have like an overstock bin, basically, and you have to remember what products are in the overstock bin so that you can go do bulk orders if, you know, if one of the bulk orders comes through so you can actually pull from there instead of where it's at in the warehouse. It's, it gets nuts. Like, it is the memory game. <laughs> and uh, I lost a f uh, quite a few hours playing that game. Um. But yeah, it was it was on free on Epic, and if you can pick it up on the like on the Uber cheap, uh, it's and you like organization style games or memory games, it's a very simple game. Um, but it's 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 worth a play. Um, I can tell based on the amount of time you spent talking about that game. Yeah, I mean, it it, it I I said you know what, fuck it. It's like it was a free game. Why not? It might be might be right up my alley, and that was really hard for you know it was really hard for me to get into any other games. So that was you know that was one that I already had installed, and I said fucking why not? It was a bit it was a good pickup. Um, I also tried a uh, tried Windbound. Uh, Windbound was that fucking uh, kind of like a Wind Waker with the uh, uh, Breath of the Wild art style. Uh, you know, feel it's a survival game 
And so it ha it, it plays I don't know, man. It's it it plays just like a, a basic survival game and the combat is really kind of janky to me. Um but and there's not a whole lot of combat. It's more exploration, but you you end up building a sailboat uh, and go from island to island trying to find resources so that you can, uh, you know, improve your boat uh, or improve your, uh, you know, or gather food and, you know, and be able to build a spear weapon so that you can, you know, fight off, you know, basically giant pigs. Wait, what game is this? Windbound. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the idea is that you go through uh, each open sea area and you find three shrines to unlock the, you know, the, the final shrine, which gets you into like a little boss room style thing. Uh, and the boss room is basically sail your boat through really heavy seas uh, and try not to break things. Uh, on your boat because your boat can take damage if you if you hit things so it as you have to ride waves and dodge sharks and things like that in this little boss you know this boss encounter but it's you got a, a really interesting art style it's, like i said it's kind of breath of the wild almost in the art style because right that was what i was getting to yeah cell shading you know art style um but it's also very, you know, Wind Waker with the sail mechanics. Uh, so you have to kind of figure that out. It looks very random generated as well. So each, you know, each sea. Uh, I'm saying every time you get through three shrines and then go through the uh, the little experience at the end of it, you end up in a new sea with new islands. But those islands will sometimes have, like, bamboo, or it'll have new enemies that you can harvest, you know, certain bones from so that you can make a saw or a hammer or something like that, right? Uh, it doesn't, it's not very deep, like, as far as the, uh, the crafting tree is concerned, but it also really doesn't hold your hand. You kind of have to figure it out. Uh, you have to get the, uh, you have to get the piece that you need. Like for instance, it doesn't tell you exactly how to make leather. Right. But if you, you know, kill an animal and it drops a skin and you find you can make a, uh, a campfire and you build a drying rack for your campfire and then you can throw the skin on there and it makes leather. You know, it doesn't tell you how to do that. You just kind of, you know, have to put two and two together. Um, but because it's not very deep as far as the crafting tree is concerned, and you don't get, like, m you know, much more advanced than a bone spear, basically. Um, you, uh, you, you kind of run into a, a weird spot in that game where it just, you almost max out your tech before you can build the best boat. And then it just becomes how big can I make my boat and still be able to survive the, you know, the, the big wave encounter at the end of the, uh, of the level. And I haven't beat it yet, 
you know, but it just kind of, as soon as I got to a point where I figured out there isn't much more than the bone spear and the bone spear really sucks. Like the combat is super janky on that. Like you think in legend of Zelda combat is 10 times better than this because it has, you have to dodge out of, you know, out of the, you know, enemy's way. And, you know, you only have like one spear attack. Uh, it doesn't really do very well in the combat. If they improve the combat a bit, uh, it would uh, it would make the game much more enjoyable. I'd say because uh, one of the you know the the end game enemies that you fight kind of blinks out of existence mm-hmm. and then blinks back in and does a swipe at you, and it can stun lock you. And getting stun locked by that fucking you know that that guy. And having to restart the whole area over again when you die, it's, it's just uh, that happened a couple times, and I said, "You know what? Fuck this! I'm gone. I'm gonna go play Borderlands Three now." <laughs> well, guys, do we want to take a break? Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and take a break. All right, guys, we'll be back. Think we're back yes we're back Woo-hoo. yo um so yeah we so, we got into some hardware talk there on the break and decided it was pretty newsworthy so we kind of put a pause on it yeah 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 we oh, did we tend to go a little overboard on hardware talk um, we did um, I, have a, I have a couple interests in it there's been some uh there's been some interesting news from uh, the Radeon front. What's been going on, Rusty? Radeon? Uh, so the new cards, uh, AMD is actually going, uh, making some big plays this year. And I think it's about fucking time. Uh, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> so the, uh, the, the new, uh, AMD card, the, the benchmarks for, the RX 6000 GPU is actually showing close performance to uh, uh, to what we could get from a 3080. And that is absolutely required right now. There's a, there's a couple reasons. I'm always going to be team green. I have not got the trust built up with AMD's Radeon product over the years. Uh, to be able to to switch you over to Team Red, uh, for uh for GPU products, but the fact that these initial benchmarks, which I mean, we need to see more, we need to have it in people, you know, in some in reviewers' hands. Uh, yeah, somebody if, using if, it. If it was in, say, like Steve from Gamers Nexus' hands, or some of the other, you know, some other fucking YouTubers that are well known to be able to go down to granular details and test, you know, the, the hardware, the thermals and how they can push it um, and be able to come up with a recommendation and say, yes, for sure, this is rivaling 3080 speed. 
then I'll I'll feel a little bit more, you know, confident in in that product. Do I want it to succeed? Hell yes. Absolutely. If if for just the one reason of getting the pressure off of Nvidia so that the fucking cards become available. <laughs> well, not only that, but AMD has needed to be competitive for a long time. And they really haven't been. Yeah. You know, the last time I remember them having a somewhat competitive card, it was... Uh-oh. Uh, it was like... 2002? Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, the, the, the dog just started perking, so... <laughs> just since, so, just, just, just since trying to get her off of the carpet and failing, oh, at least got her out of the podcast room. It's it's funny because he starts waving at her, he's trying to hurt her like a sheep. She's deaf, so she's he's yelling at her. It's, she's not, she's throw, she's focusing on trying to not throw up at the moment. <laughs> oh, well, that's good that it happened out there. Otherwise, I'd have added to it. I'm pretty sure of it. Uh, I guarantee you, I would have added to it. <laughs> oh God, I'm starting to smell it. Close the door. Oh, I, yeah, no, 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 please, no. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll let him take care of we'll let him dog. take care of that. Oh, that poor papa. But, um wow. Yeah, that was, I, sorry, so, was, yeah, so um yeah, So radio, the last okay. time I remember AMD releasing a GPU that was even competitive was early 2000s. It was a long fucking time yeah. ago and to be honest, most of AMD's uh, you know issues with the Radeon cards uh, have been the fact that they have been underpowered, you know, compared yep. to Nvidia stuff, uh, and I mean, they have also had problems with drivers. The the only powerful architecture AMD's really done is in their, you know, until the last couple of years really and they've released a couple of really good cards last couple of years they're still not to nvidia's level but yeah. i mean they were good the the most competitive architecture they actually built the last decade and a half to two decades almost it's is been about 10 years in the partnerships with the consoles yeah well they they have had uh, they've had their hands in uh, that kind of stuff. The reason why it's a competitive product elsewhere is that they were able to hit uh, lower power targets. So they're able to uh, to get a decent amount of performance with lower power, um, which is important for a number of reasons. Cooling is one of the biggest reasons, uh, you know, for you know, smaller devices. And if you, if you have a console, you don't want it to, you know, sound like a fucking jet engine when it, you know, when you start putting some, 
uh, putting some data through it, right? So they want to keep the, uh, the the cooling solutions quiet. And AMD was fairly good at doing that. You know, um, the issue that most of the people who are enthusiasts are, uh, what they're looking for is, you know, certain, you know, uh, like a, a certain niche that they can fill. And AMD really has struggled to find that niche until maybe, you know, in the last, you know, with like, what, three or four years? Yeah. Uh, when, as soon as Ryzen became a thing. Ryzen, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Ryzen was, uh, when it was released, it was still underpowered, but it had potential. And the mm-hmm. thing about Ryzen is, is that it, uh, you know, some, some of the YouTubers that I watch on, on YouTube, obviously, uh, they were uh, saying that Ryzen is aging like fine wine. So as it becomes older, the architecture becomes more mature. They're able to push more through it and be able to uh, to do more with it. Yeah, in and fact, the Ryzen fours and Ryzen fives are the uh, are good. So uh, Ryzen three, five, and seven. Uh, it's really the generations. So yeah, for for Ryzen, it was Zen two architecture was uh, was. Uh, what you can get right now, as far as you know, of uh, and those are perfectly CPUs. good processors. Those have, uh, those have some of the best uh, multi-threaded workload options available. So if you're doing things like video encoding and stuff like that, you know, streamers would like you know like this type of thing. So they could have, you know, the game running on you know, one of the cores and the other cores would be free to be able to do video encoding for Twitch or whatever, you know, it, it, it gives, you know, it's overall speed. And a lot of people are looking at, well, this make uh, you know, it doesn't hit five gigahertz, you know, it's not a, it, it's not clock speed that you're looking at. It's how it, uh, how it does, how it manages the workload and how, how it manages really its well calculations. Yeah, how it manages calculations, you know, calculations per clock is actually a thing for the Ryzen Zen three architecture that's coming up. They're able to, you know, to do I think it was what nineteen uh, percent more calculations per clock cycle, which means that even at a lower, uh, you know, lower uh, gigahertz, like if it's uh, if it's running at like four point eight gigahertz, it's still doing you know, the same amount of calculations as say like a 5.1 or a 5.2 gigahertz, you know, chip. Right. You know, so it's able to do more with less at the same time and still have the multi, you know, core options that Ryzen's been known for. So Zen 3, that is the the (sighs) next logical progression here is Zen 3 is going to be, you know, rivaling Intel's options for, uh, for, uh, Intel 10th gen stuff, uh, and AMD's Radeon ARM, their GPU ARM, is going to be rivaling NVIDIA. So AMD is finally, finally coming back and actually, you know, at least matching. And they may not be beating right now, but they're at least matching what's going on in, uh, you know, in each space, which is absolutely required. 
you know, competition will hopefully force Intel to actually get, you know, get going with things. And <laughs> let her lick your face. No. <laughs> uh, she, 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 <laughs> God damn it. Um, Intel's, uh, Intel's been stagnating for a while. They've been just kind of riding their own high. Yeah, I mean, um, they've been riding the the i5 and i7 architectures. They've been running on 14 nanometers. So 14 yeah. nanometers, you know, it's it doesn't matter how many pluses, it's still 14 nanometer. Um, the, the fact is they haven't actually improved their chip design. They've just gone with what works. Yeah. Uh, whereas AMD has actually moved on and actually gone down to, I Are think, we... 7 nanometer. So, I mean, they're improving their their technology, which is going to force Intel yeah. to change. Intel just really hasn't revisited revisited their architecture in over ten years. Well, it's been it's been at least four or five, at least. But the well, uh, I mean, all of the current processors are just upgrade versions of the same architecture yes. that they introduced with i three and i five. Right. Well, the the you know the the chips just haven't you know innovated, and that's yeah. and that's the thing. They've just been pushing they, more and more. Uh, we're increasing their die size uh, because I mean, fourteen nanometer is very mature right now. They're able to actually get a bigger die out of it, and that's how they're getting more performance out of it. But the uh, you know, but AMD rivaling them is actually going to force them to change you know or adapt to be able to you know, to compete because I've got a very drugged dog over here playing with my fucking hand. Um, the, uh, so that, that is good on all fronts. Um, yep. if you're looking at buying a PC or building a PC right about now, give it about, Oh my God, <laughs> give it about a month or so, uh, from, you know, from this point, because, about mid-November, we're going to have uh, a lot more options available. There's going to be more NVIDIA cards. The 3070 is coming out. The uh, the Zen 3 architecture is going to be available for CPUs. Um, the pricing is going to be about the same as what it is for Intel, but it's going to be more powerful. Um, I'm looking. I'm still actually... I didn't get to hear everything because I was cleaning up dog puke. <laughs> but... Um, and I was, you know, herding the dog out of here. Right. Um, did you guys talk at all about the new AMD GPU that's coming out soon? The Rayon, yeah. Yeah. The, the, we were talking about, you know, it's we don't have a whole lot of hard facts as far as the, the benchmark is concerned. You know, one benchmark saying that it's about as you know powerful as the 3080 is fine and dandy, but I want to see that same benchmark run in multiple sources. I want people to run it with, you know, uh, different processors, different RAM configs. I want people to overclock it. I want people to tear it apart and put it back together again. I want people to put liquid nitrogen on that fucker. I want to see I as want, much well, as nobody's done that with the, with the NVIDIA cards, and you want to go I'll, ahead and get those. Um, but yes, they have. Somebody's already done liquid nitrogen of on a thirty nine. Of course, Kingpin has. Kingpin wouldn't actually fucking go. Uh, let a uh, a three thousand series or a new GPU generation go without fucking like trying to overclock it with liquid nitrogen. 
or liquid helium or whatever the fuck he wants to use. Kingpin works for EVGA. Um, okay. So Kingpin is actually a fairly well-known extreme overclocker. Uh, and what will end up happening is uh, probably later on, a uh, couple months down the line, EVGA will uh, will release a kingpin version of their cards that's built for extreme overclockers. Super expensive Which, cards, but he, you know the Radeon cards will be built from overclocking out of the up, out the gate, though. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll you're just Team Green. I'm I'm Team anything that's cost dollar dollar to performance value. That's kind of where I'm at right now. <sighs> Just why I didn't upgrade to the last generation. Well, as I was saying to Jason, even if AMD comes up with a very powerful option for their video cards. If it's $100 still, less than a 3080 and it's 90% of what a 3080 is. Even if it's the same price. I don't care. The thing is, doesn't it doesn't matter to me what the price is. They have to win me back with their driver support. And their driver support has been lacking over the past few years to the point where games that would run perfectly fine on an NVIDIA card would choke and die on an AMD card. Well, I'll tell you, I know that we and you have been Team Green for a long time. I will tell you that the people that have been playing multiplayer with the longest, with the exception of John, have been Radeon users. And that's fine. The the Radeon cards were, you know, uh, were decent, I would say, value alternatives to... Uh, the 2000 series options and considering the price you know price jump for nvidia cards a lot of people went with the amd cards because they were available you know well, i'm just saying when you're talking more than 500 dollars, that's when it starts to become iffy for me i mean this gen- you know this generation the nvidia cards will be the most i've ever spent on a you know on a single component um yep I mean, as far as if if I especially I mean, if I get a thirty ninety, thirty ninety, that's a whole PC in cost. If I end up getting a thirty ninety, that will well. A, that a will, friend of ours is looking at spending around two grand for a full PC, and you're talking about spending two grand after tax for a card. <laughs> it hurts me just to think about it, but I'm yeah. just saying, yeah. Um, Anyways, I I don't want to belabor it too long, but right? It's especially Jason's getting wispy over there. It's it's overkill for. Uh, for what I do, but it gives me options for uh, for upgrades in the future. Hey, it's your money. You do what you want to do. I just think it's foolish. It's it uh, it's 110% foolish. It's 150% foolish. It's 200% foolish. Hey, at least it's, you admit it. It's, you know, if I get a 3090, yeah, you have right to kick me in the ass for, you know, for spending, you know, that much on a video card. Good. Because you know we're going to, whether we have your permission or not. The thing is, is I can actually, uh, I can't even see it with a straight straight face, game in 8K. Uh, (laughs) You're still running 1440. Um, 1440 ultra wide is a little bit different, but uh, it does have performance gain on 1440 ultra wide uh, versus the, you know, the the 3080. He's going to be like, I can get 440 frames per second on any game. We're going to say, well, you haven't been able to see very far beyond 80 at this point and see a noticeable difference. I mean, there's a point where your 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 monitor is going to limit you. Um, 
if you only have a 100 refresh rate on your monitor, you're only getting 100 frames per second. I've got 60 hertz at 4K, and 60 hertz is as smooth as butter to me. Yeah, well... I've seen 240 hertz, and I, can, I can't tell the difference with my bad eyes. I can, I can. It's more response instead of refresh for me, kind of hand-in-hand. Hand. Um, if I could get over 100 on anything I play at any resolution I plan, plan on playing it at, I'm happy with that. Anyways, what was... Did we have anything else in the bag? Well, along with uh, all of the... Green versus red talk right now. <laughs> right. Um, we're starting to see the PS5 and the Series X get into the hands of reviewers. Yeah. So far, not a whole lot from the reviewers on Series X because they just recently got start getting those. They, could, they were um, basically, from what I saw today, the videos were... All they were allowed to do was show that they actually have it. So basically, they couldn't even unbox it on uh, on camera. They could yeah. just put it in front of the camera, and that's it. Yeah. So we should start seeing more from that soon. But uh, some reviewers have already had quite a bit of time with the PS5, and there was even one video of a teardown. It was a Sony video, actually. Sony put it out themselves. Okay. So what was revealed in the teardown? So the... Big things with the uh, with that was just the size of it. So he had, of course, he had some tools, you know, s simple screwdriver and whatnot. But he was, you know, sitting behind a table, uh, showing off how basically how big it was, and it's surprising how fucking large the PS5 actually is. It I've is. I've been saying that all along. Give us. Yeah, uh, let's see. I would say that it stands probably about maybe five or six inches taller than Series X does on on screen. Um, but I would say that it's probably about a foot and a half to almost two feet tall if you were so standing it, won't fit it up. in my entertainment center. So that's another thing. So not the, protected from my dog. Part of the uh, part of the teardown was to show how things were basically built so it's built with the stand on the bottom so it stands up and that's where you you know see all of the uh the promotional videos and photos show it standing up but the base for it is actually removable so it's got a little screw unscrew it there's a plug that you can put in there so that it covers up that little screw hole for the uh for the base and the base will clip onto uh the bottom side of the you know, because the sides are contoured, right? Mm -hmm. So it'll clip onto the uh, the contoured side on the bottom, and you, know, you can lay it flat on that base. You know, clipped onto that contour, and it kind of looks like it's floating almost. I'm I'm okay with now standing up another <laughs> PS anything because it seemed like after a while. Like the disk drive started to become unreliable if it's standing vertically. Yeah, it's kind of a, a weird thing. I probably, if I pick up the PlayStation, I probably will pick up the diskless version. Um, mainly because, I mean, it seems like that would be the better deal considering you're spending an extra $100 just for a disk drive. And how often do I actually use my disk drive right. when I borrow games from you guys, maybe? That's probably the only reason why I'd pick one up with a disk drive. 
that said, they did actually do a full teardown all the way down to the motherboard. Uh, so there's uh, so there's a couple things. The contoured side panels come off very easily. They snap on, uh, which means there's speculation going around the web right now that that's going to be an accessory that you can pick up aftermarket so that you can customize your PlayStation 5. Like, you know, the old... So it doesn't look weird. Well, you know those those old uh, the Xbox 360 era. You could get different faceplates for your 360. Yep. Um, considering the size of these, con- you know, the contoured sides of the PlayStation Five, you could get a lot of really cool artwork to you know to be able to customize the look of your PlayStation Five. And that, I guess I, I'm just pushing forty, and it's going to be hidden. Unless I have the doors open to play it anyway, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm just gonna hide the fucker. Well, um, I'm I'm hiding it from my animal, right? That that comes to uh, to cooling for it. So the uh, the cooling solution looks like it's a massive fucking heat, you know uh, a fan. It's kind of like a like a CPU cooler. It, it kind of looks like a CPU cooler, only it stands. Is it air cooled? Then it's it's air cooled. It stands up quite a bit, like the the fin stack for, uh, or the fins for the uh, thing kind of looks like a blower almost. Uh, and Did it, anybody turn one on? Well, no. I mean, he had it tore apart, so he was just showing all the parts off. Um, but the way that the fan was built is so that it can cool the CPU, uh, but also cool the entirety of the uh, the internals. So it just blows air all over the place inside there. Hmm. Um, I'm just wondering if it sounds like a spaceship like my old PS3 did. Right. If you guys remember that sucker. Oh. The lone uh, Jason that died three days later. <laughs> it was a, not That's, that far. Please stop. All right. <laughs> That's basically what that fucker sounded like once it started getting tacked. What's that dude from Police Academy? <laughs> I I don't I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I can't remember his name. Uh, what that reminded me of this. Okay, so I'm going to show the guys the picture, but basically all I did was uh, type in uh, PS5 teardown and then fan, and you'll be able to see it. But that is the fan. Okay, so a big circular fan, big circular fan, but it's set up so that it kind of blows air around the case instead it's of. It's got contoured fins, so it's blowing up and out. Right, so it'll. It's supposed to be... I think the 360 fan had a similar design. Yeah, it's supposed to be quieter. Um, I'll see. I mean, the initial, uh, the initial, the, the initial thing is, is it needs to be a quiet fan for it to be a console. Um, you know, and to be as large as of a, uh, uh, of a device as it is, if it has a, a fan like that, and adequate around cooling, like being able to stuff it into a place is where these consoles generally go, right? And into well, it's if it's that big, like it may be that I cut out the back of one of the drawers in the entertainment center to put it in there, right? Well, by itself, and I'll have to open the drawer when I'm playing it. Essentially, the, the, that's another thing that that actually was like uh, commented. I watched a video from uh, from Linus, and he says, "Why haven't people? You know, why haven't?" You know, uh, furniture designers actually come up with a modern, uh, a modern take on, uh, like you know, AV consoles. Like you know, normally if you try to stuff 
a console into a cabinet, it doesn't have enough air cooling. Like, it doesn't have I've, ventilation. I found it out the hard way with both the PS4 and the Series X, or, you know, Elite, <laughs> um, is that when I put it in there, what'll happen is the damn, I'll forget to open the doors. Mm-hmm. And they overheat and shut off. And I'm just like, oh, so I have to open the doors. And when you open the doors after it's been heating up, yeah, like it's, it's hot. Yeah, that's probably 120 degrees in my cabinet. And I was like, oh, that was a bad idea. Yeah. So that's what Linus was saying is he said, you know what? It may not be on the market right now, but he's going to have his team actually come up with a uh, like a design uh, so that you can uh get a like an AV cabinet like you would normally have for you know like what you have like what you're talking about but instead of having to open the doors it will have all the cutouts and everything on the back side and it'll have uh the uh space to be able to put like PC case fans in there so that you can get good ventilation through the uh you know through the whole cabinet i suppose and I won't go on them very. I mean long. that. I mean it sounds I, like a really great idea because I mean there's more there's, and more tech going into these cabinets right now, and the the cooling solutions are almost always, you know, being choked off by the fact that they're cut out from the outside air. I literally could just get the bottom part of an old case, mount a power supply to it, and run those wires some PC case fans, dude, like some 120 millimeters, and put those on the back of that entertainment system, and then just Leave it in the on position at all times. <laughs> Dude, I, I remember like fucking janky old fucking, you know, uh, case connect, uh, you know, cases. Fuck, back in the, uh, back in the, uh, the Genesis era from uh, Sega CD, I couldn't get the fucking thing to work without setting it directly on top of the grill of a fucking box fan. <laughs> so I had a milk crate, a box fan, the fucking Sega CD on top of it. And that's how I was cooling the fucking thing. Trying to put that into a cabinet would have been like, you know, it would have fucking melted. So, I mean, these are these are the things that you can find out. Uh, watch the teardown. It's a really good teardown because they do go into each individual component and kind of show off where you can do expandability. It does have an M.2 slot that you can actually add your own M.2 drive to it for expandability. Takes a off-the-shelf computer part to put it in there great yeah 100 bucks um or less depending on if you can find it on sale right it's better than the proprietary xbox you know option which is basically like an expansion card you put in the back um in my opinion just from a pc builder standpoint uh but there's another thing they were using uh uh liquid metal as the uh thermal interface on the G- you know, on the cpu so that is supposed to provide better uh, you know, cooling performance for the, uh, uh, for the system. I don't know. It, it looks like an enthusiast built the PS5. So that makes me happy because, I mean, I'd like to think of myself as an enthusiast. So, um, I, I'm fairly confident that the PS5 is actually built right. I'm just not happy with its size and its, uh, form factor, you know? I don't like the I don't like the contours. It's very it's going to sit on its side when I get it, but I'm probably not going to get it for a year. So it's very modern. I like uh, I don't know. I'm 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 very boxy, so I don't necessarily like curves. Go figure. Um, 
but no curves for you. But the uh, from what we're able to see of the Xbox uh, Series X, that is very, very much like a rectangle. <laughs> it is very boxy. There is no curves to that baby. Uh, very sharp points. Um, uh, the cooling solution for that seems to be fairly quiet. They did have one powered on on a uh, on a video, <clears throat> um, though they didn't show anything anything on screen as far as like visuals or anything. They just said this is what the fan sounds like, and it was fairly quiet. That that was at idle, obviously. So I mean that's to be expected. But <clears throat> these are things that you can definitely check out online if you're really looking at you know picking up one of these two. You can you can now see video and photos of what these will look like in a entertainment center, for instance, which a lot of people were worried about. Will this fit? Right. So, was there anything else on that list there, guy? Sleepy Joe. Oh, my computer didn't go sleepy on me too. Um. But with all the talk of new consoles and everything else, uh, Microsoft announced a partnership with GameStop. Ah, yes. Forward. Ah, yes. So it's the uh, the partnership for that. I thought I mean, GameStop was going all virtual at this point. GameStop is actually being restructured yet again um, to uh, to kind of get away from you know from their obviously failing model, right? Um, what the Microsoft partnership is actually doing is uh, is equipping GameStop with all of the Office 365 options, the you know the online connectivity, the Azure cloud, uh, and training everybody that you know that works at GameStop to be able to um, integrate the current business of GameStop and the uh, the storefronts and their, you know, their online storefront uh, together with Microsoft powered technology. They're going to give everybody surfaces and whatnot. Um, but the, uh, uh, the partnership is also going to, uh, to move towards their, uh, move forward with the Series X as well. Uh, I'm looking up uh, information right now. But the um, it, it's going to uh, uh, heavily leverage the uh, you know like the oh my gosh a lot of a lot of a lot of pregnant pause there yeah a lot of pregnant pause there yeah <laughs> uh, it's going to have uh, begin begin selling with the Xbox uh, all access bundles so it'll give the Xbox console and uh, subscriptions. Uh, and it doesn't have the, uh, it's a two year digital subscription, no upfront cost. It's that, it's that payment plan option, I think is what, what that comes out to be. Okay. You know, so you can get into the console without having to like have the upfront cost of buying the console. Gotcha. You know, it's kind of like the, the Xbox f- financing option. Yep. Um, and that will, you know, give you access to, uh, you know, the hardware, you know, right away. And I think that's going to be their major push uh, for, you know, for the GameStop brick and mortars. Uh, but, 
I mean, it comes with benefits to GameStop. So it's kind of like Microsoft is kind of coming in, partnered, uh, partnering with GameStop and trying to... Uh, prevent, trying to save them. Yeah, prevent full closure of the brick and mortars. Um, but, of course, they're going to be doing more with their e-commerce as well. Uh, and Microsoft is definitely going to be helping, you know, with the tech on that. So that... Or, you know, they might just end up buying GameStop. And <laughs> I don't think they would want to. I mean, you know, Microsoft does some crazy and stuff, but I don't turning, think they've... Turning them into more Microsoft stores. <laughs> but my, Microsoft stores are already a thing. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think they'll probably stop at the partnership model, but I don't think they're going to go any farther than that. Uh, because, I mean, GameStop is kind of like a dying breed. It is kind of a sad thing to see because brick and mortar is where we all started, right? So, I mean, at least around the table. Yep. Um, but shit, until just until just three or four years ago, Justin and I were still pretty regularly buying games there. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been into a GameStop for the entirety of this year. Well, I mean. This year's cursed, so we don't even count it, right? So, I'm saying probably since I actually don't remember the last thing I bought there. Um, the last time I was actually at a GameStop was when I was trying to pick up a Switch, and that was probably the month that the Switch came out, if that tells you anything. That was the last time I actually stepped foot in a, uh, you know, in one of the stores, and I wasn't able to get one. So, sorry about that. No, all fine. right. Well, that, let's let's wrap it. Is that it? Yep, that's okay. it. Cool. So find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com/slash tiltcast. Our YouTube channels: YouTube.com/slash real tiltcast, and search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Find some friends of the show. We've got NoQuarters.net, Cabbage, KBG. We've got For the Love of Gaming. We've got BMFCast.com and TVGP.TV. They play Sea of Thieves. And with that, it's the end of the show. Yar, peace.